Welcome to the American Nomad Podcast, hosted by the legend himself, or as I refer to him, the legend in his own mind, Rav Holly. What is up, everybody? Welcome, beautiful people, <clears throat> to the Friday 13th edition of the American Nomad Podcast. I am the American Nomad, Rav Holly. Thanks for joining me today. Looks like we got five people in the room. Joel P., what's up, brother? <clears throat> anyway, I'm sure uh, you guys, uh, along with myself, are still glued to uh, how this election is going and uh, what's being done and what's being said in the media and everything else. So uh, I uh, looked in this, I looked into this the other day and read into it, but I decided I would uh, go ahead and uh, kind of feature it as a topic today uh, on the show. And the topic is what happens. This is going to be the, this is going to be one of the most searched questions in a few days. What happens if Donald Trump does not concede the election? I know the legalities of it. I just listened to an attorney explaining it. Uh, the guy that cries on CNN, the black guy that's the little bitch on CNN that, that cries about his, his son. It, it's a new day and it's a new dawn. He talked about it the other day. And he's actually right if you saw that. I can't even remember the guy's name and don't care. But anyway, uh, without further ado, let's get into this show, shall we? Don't forget to subscribe. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, please hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to like the uh, broadcast if you like it. Hit that like button. It'll help us out in the YouTube algorithm. Welcome to the uh, live YouTube broadcast of the American Nomad. If you're joining 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 us from uh, one of the uh, podcast apps, the Apple or the uh, Google or Spotify. Uh, welcome uh, just to the audio version. Appreciate you joining uh, the rebroadcast and downloading the uh, the rebroadcast of the American Nomad podcast. Matilda, look at all the people in the room already. We got Matilda, we got Joel P. How's the sound, guys? I think I'm doing pretty good on sound, it looks like. Uh, we got Joel P. We got Terralinga trash riot that's an amazing name Terralinga. uh matilda what's up girl love you good to see you ambo live my favorite liberals see i can't hate all liberals because i love those guys they hate trump but that's okay with me hopefully the fbi will drag trump out of the white house oh you're gonna be so disappointed or the swat team Hey, uh, it has already been determined there is no voter fraud. That's actually not true, but uh, if that's your story, stick with it. So, uh, yeah, Joel P. Good, I got a uh, 10 PC. I don't know what that means. Uh, Tara Link, you can't wait for uh, Donald. You're with Ambo Life. You can't wait for Donald Trump to be dragged out of the White House by the FBI. That's a, That's hilarious. Hey, it might happen because he is a big child, so he may go kicking and screaming. But for you uh, guys that are that lean left that are listening to the show, uh, I do want to talk to you about the legalities of what actually happens. 
and this you can verify this this information now i am not a, an attorney i am not a political attorney or anything like that so all i'm doing is giving you what i heard from a political attorney so please uh research this for yourself that's my disclaimer but i did make a whole list of show notes what happens if donald trump decides not to concede the election so we'll start going through it here um and this has actually happened two other times in history. It happened uh, in 1800, and then it happened again in 1824. So this has actually happened twice that a president hasn't conceded the election. So as you all probably know, if you keep up with elections or if you've been around presidential elections, if you've lived up through them before, usually there's a declared winner. Uh, and once that declared, you know, they look at the results and they see who's projected to get to 270 votes. And then the media will, will proclaim that that person is going to be the actual winner. Uh, as long as there's no voter fraud or there's no irregularities, <clears throat> can't talk, uh, that person. And then so that president will actually concede. He will give it a, con a concession speech and concede that uh, he lost. And, and it happens. So even if it's not the president, so let's say uh, Trump, you know, uh, uh, Hillary Clinton did it. They the one person or the other has to concede uh, or they, I mean, who, the loser has to concede uh, the, the project, the projected loser has to concede uh, if there's nothing, uh, that, that looks out of the ordinary in the vote. So <clears throat> if you remember, Hillary Clinton had to concede. She kind of threw a fit and didn't do it the first night. She waited till the next morning, but then she conceded. So the president, uh, but that is not in the Constitution. It's just a formality, but that's not the law. I've heard people saying that that is the law. I've heard my people on the right that, that lean right saying that that's the law. That is not the law. A president does not, uh, there is nothing in the Constitution that says a president has to concede in concession speech. That's not the law. That's not in the Constitution. It's just a formality that all presidents do it or all uh, loser, losing candidates do it. And uh, in the case of Trump, uh, you know, there is a lot of questions about this election, which we all know, which the, ne the media is, are keeping suppressed. So that makes it even more suspect. Because if there's nothing to hide, then we don't mind recounting. We don't mind, uh, you know, uh, the like, uh, let's take uh, Arizona, for instance. Arizona right now is still counting, and the vote is within 10,000. It shows Biden leading, leading Trump 10,000 votes. That's not very many votes, especially when you take into consideration that up in uh, Michigan, one county did count 6,000 votes for Biden that were Trump's votes. They turned Biden votes into Trump, I mean, uh, Trump votes into Biden votes. And then when it was discovered, they did a hand count and saw that those 6,000 votes that had been original Trump votes were turned to Biden and then they turned them back over to Trump. So we cannot say that there hasn't been any uh, you know, finagling going on, because uh, that proves right there that there has. 6,000 votes in one county, that's a lot, uh, especially when considering Arizona is only 10,000 votes difference. So if there's two counties in one state that this has happened to, that could be over 10,000 votes, and that could, sway, that could swing a state. So, yeah, so we do have to, we do have to look and make sure that there's, uh, you know, there's no, uh, you know, 
there's no voter fraud and there's been tons of voter fraud. There's a guy that was on Snapchat that uh, took 80 Trump ballots, put them in a bag and burned them on Snapchat. He showed them all. He goes, Trump, 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 got to do what you got to do, got to do what you got to do. And then he lit them and burned them. It's on his Snapchat. He's being investigated by the FBI. It's only 80 votes. But if if so many people done that, that's a lot that could turn into a whole hell of a lot of votes. But anyway, let's get into the legalities of what happens. So if Trump doesn't concede, uh, then it will go to the electors uh, or the elector. The electors have to certify the vote. Uh, and then once the electors have to once the electors certify, then there can be uh, a, a nominee can ask for a recount, which that's already happening in Georgia. Georgia's already being recounted uh, because of there was some irregularities. I can't talk. Uh, so Georgia is already being hand recounted or already being not hand recounted. They're already being recounted now, but they're not doing a complete recount. They're doing some kind of test recount that I listened to. I listened to the guy talk about how they're doing it. They're taking so many counties and recounting it and seeing how that adds up. But Georgia's already having a recount. Uh, we'll probably see several different other states recounting. Um, but then you have, uh, so anyway, once the recount is done, then it goes to the uh, the it goes to the electorates, and then they will certify the recount. They'll certify it, and then if Trump still doesn't concede Amendment Twelve to the Constitution, Amendment Twelve to the Constitution uh, will push this to the House of Representatives, where there are four hundred and seventy five. Uh, representatives in the house of representatives right uh but the deal is they don't each get a vote uh so anyway if the election actually ends up in the house of representatives to be to be voted on in the house then that takes the election the 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 voting election because becomes null and void just like it never happened so the entire election gets turned over to the house of representatives and then it's in their hands so there's no more worried about voter fraud there's no more worried about what you know uh if ballots were you know illegally cast or if dead people that's done and this is the reason that there was an amendment 12 because they the our forefathers foresaw this was a possibility that somebody could try to finagle election and screw with an election and if there was enough evidence of that happening then that election could be determined just tainted and null and vo- and so then it'll go to the house uh where because the election results is just too far gone so then it's turned over to the house where the election the voting election is just null and void 475 representatives in the house so this is where uh you know my friends on the left go yeah because we got the majority of the house yeah biden 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 not so fast because each representative or each state in the house of representatives gets count them one vote one vote one did you hear me one vote how many states are there in the united states anybody anybody all right 50 states out of those 50 states how many of those states are red states (gasps) drum roll please 37 
Each state will get one vote. 37 states are red states out of the 50. So that means Democrats and Biden are probably screwed unless they can flip a lot of red, uh, red representatives to vote blue for Biden. And I don't see that happening. But maybe, you know, stranger things have happened. But that's the legalities of it. And that is why Trump is not conceding. You don't think Trump doesn't know this? Read The Art of the Deal. Read The Art of War, which is Trump's favorite book. He's always two steps ahead of everybody. He he knew this. That's why he was talking about months ago that there was probably going to be voter fraud. And we all knew there was going to be voter fraud with all these mail-in ballots. So this was this was all the way it was going to go because the left would not shut up about the mail-in ballots. They had to have their mail-in ballots. Your mail-in ballots, congratulations, you got your mail-in ballots. You contain you tainted this election with all your mail-in ballots. Oh yeah, you couldn't. There's a pandemic. I had somebody uh, give me that. Well, you know, it, it, this is all because of the pandemic. Okay, yeah, the pandemic. You guys couldn't get out and vote, but you damn sure can go to Walmart or uh, Whole Foods, and you damn sure can get out in the street and uh, proclaim your victory once you think your candidate's won when he really hasn't. So anyway, that's why the left, the leftist media is so hard trying to uh, paint Trump uh, that he won't concede because they want him to concede so bad because the media knows this as well. But the problem is, is the majority of the American public does not know how this works. Uh, if you look at leftists, like uh, any any person that's in the room that's a leftist, they're already they've already proclaimed their dude uh, Biden. They've already proclaimed that he's won. They just don't get it. They don't understand. Uh, back in two thousand, look this up. It's it's a it's documented history. Back in two thousand, Al Gore thought he was president of the United States for thirty seven days until the recount happened, and then it was certified in court that he was the loser. And as we all know, George Bush Jr. became president. Uh, funny thing is, I was rooting for Al Gore. I didn't care too much for George Bush Jr. But anyway, uh, that's the way it goes, and that's the legality of it. So Trump. You know, there's a reason the dude's name is Trump, because he's always got a Trump card. He's always got the Trump card in the end. So all he has to do is wait this thing out. He doesn't have to concede. And if you go on, you can go on Google, I mean, on YouTube right now, which are on YouTube. But as soon as this broadcast is over and uh, search for Hillary Clinton tells Biden not to concede. Hillary Clinton went on like a month or two ago. I'm not sure when it was, but she went on. There's video of her telling Joe Biden under no circumstances should he concede. He should not concede. Even if he's the loser and if it looks like he's lost, do not concede. She adamantly tells him to do that. Joe should not concede under any circumstances. Okay, well, that works for Trump too, guys. And he doesn't have to concede. And we're going to go the health. This count really doesn't matter now because uh, there's been blatant election uh, fraud. We know it. Everybody knows it. Dems know it. They just don't want to admit it because uh, that's the card they played. And in the end, unless Trump just uh, gets tired of fighting the battle and just decides to concede, uh, the left is pretty much screwed. Because any way you look at this, Trump is going to come out on top if it goes to the House of Representatives. The only way that uh, the left wins this is if Trump decides to concede. And uh, right now, it doesn't look like he's going to do it. It took uh, more than 30 days for Gore to concede. 
Yeah. And that's where we're at right now. So, uh, yeah, don't get your hopes up that Trump's going to concede because I don't really see it happening. He might do it. You know, he might do it. I mean, you know, but I just don't see it. Uh, I don't see him doing it. He knows this. You know what I mean? And the media knows this. This is why the media is is so gung ho and so pushing their narrative that Trump has got to concede. He's got to concede. He doesn't have to concede. And they know they're screwed and they know they're screwed. But they're bowling this up because that's why they announced the election so fast. Uh, they announced the, they announced Arizona before Texas and before Texas and Florida were even through counting, they had already announced Arizona as being done, and Arizona is still counting. Texas and Florida are through. Arizona is still counting, but they declared Arizona within like two or three hours. Uh, they had declared Arizona. Arizona is still counting today. Texas and Florida both through. But if you go back to election night, go back to election night and look, and look at when they called Arizona. I mean, it was immediately almost when Arizona was not even close to being done. So that right there is an array. It, it's, it, it's, you're like, what? Arizona was red last time. Like, what's going on here? There's some shenanigans going on. Like, how could they call Arizona this quick? And most people don't keep up with the election enough to actually understand that, that, uh, you know, and I saw that right away. And then I went to, and then if you kept up with it, uh, at the end, when all of the, when all of the Democrats had supposedly told everybody to stop counting, no more counting, everybody had put a hold on counting. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, Trump is up by like 52 to 43 on, on Biden. And then all of a sudden, uh, in the middle of the night, all of a sudden Biden is, is ahead when they were supposed to have stopped counting counting when they'd called the polls everybody had stopped counting like what's going on there so anyway uh for my my good leftist friends in the room if you think i'm uh if you think i'm uh being dishonest with you go look up that information for me get back to me let me know what you find out let's see who we got in the room I bet I imagine Ambo Life and uh, Tira Linga, and I imagine they I imagine they bailed. They're probably out there googling their little fingers away right now. Ambo Life says, "Just listen to an interesting podcast saying that what DJT is doing is compromising our national security." Oh yeah, they're gonna say, your leftist media is gonna say anything that they want to say. You know what I mean? But this has happened twice already. It's not a first time. This is a third time. Third time's a charm. Uh, what, what, so Ambo life, let me tell you something, you know, what, uh, what compromised our national security, all of these goddamn melon vote votes to begin with, because there's been articles written by the leftist media before Donald Trump was president talking about how fraudulent and how easy it was to, uh, manipulate melon voting, get out there on Google. You can find those articles. I'm not going to find them for you, but they're out there. And these voting machines uh, and this voting software that was supposedly that that flipped the that flipped all these votes up in uh, Michigan, uh, Dominion, I believe, is the name of the software. Texas uh, was supposed to start using this software as well, and the state attorney general or someone don't hold me to who the title was, but anyway, the state of Texas uh, in court looked at this software and rejected it because it was so easily manipulated and it wasn't uh it wasn't uh security it wasn't near enough security proof to be used uh in the state of texas for their elections 
But then you have all these other states, these other smaller states that are using it. And we know for a fact that uh, 6,000 votes up in Michigan that were Donald Trump votes got switched to Biden votes. How did that happen? They're keeping it under wraps, but how did it happen? Let's see. Uh, dude, this is Christy Full. I'm excited to see him drug out because it's light. it'll light up the conservatives like we've never seen before. Oh, my gosh. You're on a different, uh, Christy, you are on a different freaking, uh, you're on a different YouTube channel. Sorry about that, girl. I didn't recognize you. You threw me for you threw me a curveball there. Yeah, that's a very that's very true. Uh, so anyway, um, my beautiful friend Christy Otts, I love you. She's Terralinga Trash Riot. That's hilarious. <laughs> I love that name. Uh, Terralingu. Terralingu. My what? How is that supposed to be pronounced? I can't read. I only got a fifth grade education. Anyway, um, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be funny, but anyway, so here's another, I just read this right before I was like trying to cram all this information into my head right before the podcast started, because I wanted to be able to talk about this stuff. But, uh, so now what's going on in the media is they're actually starting to figure out and starting to look at like what's going on. And even if they do proclaim, or if let's say Trump decides to concede and they proclaim Joe Biden, the winner, Joe Biden himself is terrified that millions of Trump supporters are going to show up on his inauguration day and and who knows what's going to happen there but he's scared of it he they said he's phys- he's he's actually scared he's scared of it and i think that is so golden i mean it, the trump supporters uh, just hit washington right now uh they're there for the uh, mega million march uh they were they just hit uh washington dc today and the mega million march goes on today and goes on tomorrow but you won't see anything about it probably in the left the left-hand media because you know they're not talking about it but but that's even better because uh if all of these same people plus another million or two show up on inauguration day and it's joe biden being sworn in all hell's gonna break loose uh, BBC just reported that Biden got Georgia. Yeah, that's not true, Ambo Life, because Georgia's doing a recount, unless I've missed something. I don't know how they recounted that fast. And the BBC is a British Broadcasting Company from Britain, so I don't know why you would rely on the BBC uh, reporting on exactly what's going on with the uh, with the American election. Could be that could be accurate. I have not been able to see that. I haven't been able to certify it. So you you could be correct. I'm just saying I'm a little it's a little sounds a little suspect to me. Uh, but I will say I'm not I I will say for all of my uh good Trump uh supporters in the room that you know uh it's not looking good for Trump. I'm not trying to sit there and say that you know Trump's got this in the bag cuz it's not He's he's fighting an uphill battle, a big uphill battle. I just think it's funny because I was watching uh, the Tim Cast uh, live stream yesterday, and uh, he had Alex Jones on his on his uh, live broadcast. And it's funny because Tim was talking about when he was uh, in uh, he was in New York City on Wall Street for Occupy Wall Street back in like two thousand and eight. 
And he said, it's, it's so funny because all of these same people, because, because they were protesting Obama and they were protesting Biden, who was the vice president. And uh, Obama belling out all of the banking system. That's what Occupy Wall Street was about. Remember that, guys? Remember that? Uh, Trump wasn't president president during Occupy Wall Street. Uh, Obama was. Just like Ferguson, all of this BLM that uh, everybody's blaming Trump for the BLM and uh, Trump, you know, caused all this, all this uh, you know, divisiveness and the BLM. No, 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 no. Let's, let's back up a minute. The BLM started in Ferguson with the Mike Brown thing. Guess who was president then? Obama. Your black Jesus. Obama. Obama. He was president, just like he was during the Occupy Wall Street thing. And all of those people that were protesting the status quo of Obama and Biden, all of those people that were living in tents out there uh, at Wall Street during Occupy Wall Street, you motherfuckers are all the same fuckers that just voted, voted for Biden. All of you. You just voted for the status quo. And it's funny because you hate Trump and Trump is not the status quo. Trump's only been in politics for three and three quarters of a year. You you were voted because you hated all of these career politicians. And then you get a president that's not a career politician, but he says stuff that hurts your feelings and you, you, you can't handle it. You turn on him. You turn on a guy who's, who's against globalization, who's against war. He's the first president in my lifetime that I can remember who wasn't pushing war, who was trying to bring our troops home. Uh, Ambo Life says the Occupy movement was a joke. Obama started the race issues. Of course, Obama started the race issues. But leftists don't see that because Obama's their black Jesus. Obama, there's a Guardian. I talked about this on one of the last podcasts. There's a Guardian article uh, when Trump first got in office and Obama was leaving. The Guardian, uh, which is as left as you can get. And I think it's I think the Guardian's British, right? It's I think it's a European rag, but it's as left far progressive leftist as you can get. And they literally did their headlines. You can go Google search this. It's out there right now you can go google search a guardian article and the title is what a bloody end to the obama regime what a bloody end and then it goes you read the article and it goes in and tells you how obama uh was dropping on on um he was dropping around 22,000 bombs a day his entire the last year of his entire presidency and he caused a complete uh, refugee crisis in Syria. He bombed Syria into oblivion. He killed million, probably millions of people, and you guys don't even care. You, you Democrats, uh, don't you liberals don't even care what Obama that Obama was bombing, you know, kids and little, you know. But then you were all about, you know, the Syrian refugees. We got to help them. We got to let them come to America. Uh, you know, France has got to let them in. Everybody's got to let them in. Everybody's got to let them in, you know, because we were bombing them and they were fleeing for their lives because we were bombing the piss out of them. Uh, but then when Trump gets in office, just miraculously, uh, they stop running from Syria. They're returning home to Syria. Uh, Syria is still a, a battle-torn nation it's not saying it's not but when you don't have us dropping 20 you know you don't have obama dropping twenty two thousand bombs on your head every day uh these other countries don't have that many bombs you know if you have 10 going off you know it's okay you got 10 going off maybe every you know two three months yeah you can live with that uh, when you got 10 going off an hour that's hard to live with you might have to you might have to flee thanks obama uh, Ambo Life says, I didn't think Obama was that great. I didn't either. 
I, I, but I had high hopes for the guy to begin with, uh, you know, but I just never bought into his, I never bought into his hype. Uh, but I did I did switch and vote for him right at the last minute because I couldn't stand uh, Mitt Romney. I still can't stand Mitt Romney. He's he's a traitor. He, dude is like a traitor. Can't stand Mitt Romney. He's the old GOP. Joe Eldorado, what's going on, brother? Hey, Joe, I just wanted to throw out there, and any, anybody else that's a libertarian or kind of thinks like I do, uh, there's a guy, oh my God, I can't think of his name. Uh, Smith, uh, Kevin Smith. He's a comedian. He's a comic. He was just on the Joe Rogan podcast and, uh, he's a libertarian. Uh, he, he, I'm kind of like, he goes, I hate them all. You know, he goes, you guys think I'm a big Trump supporter. I hate them all. Uh, but he's a libertarian and he's, and he's been, you know, cause I'm very anti-war, you know, unless, unless somebody is really working with us, I don't want to go bomb them. I don't want to send our troops over there to go bomb them, or I don't want to invade their country. You know what I'm saying? Like this business that's going on with China right now, now that's getting kind of iffy. You know what I mean? When they keep pushing and keep pushing and keep bullying, trying to bully us and trying to bully us, that might change my mind. You know what I mean? But if somebody's going on the offense against us, yeah. But for us just to run over there and try to save Kuwait from Saddam and all of these, these, uh, wars that we get ourselves into like George Bush senior, people do not understand. People don't even know this. George Bush senior was the head of the CIA. It doesn't get any crookeder than that. George Bush senior was a, uh, GOP neocon warmonger and his son's just like him. And, but he was head of the CIA, which that means you're just as dirty as it gets. If you're head of the CIA and he we went after we went into Panama. Uh, God, what year was it? Eighty nine. Somebody help me out. Uh, we went into Panama to get Manuel Noriega, Emmanuel Manuel Noriega, who was supposedly he was this big cocaine drug kingpin. So we sent our entire military. We sent an entire battalion of our military, and there's an estimate that we killed twenty two thousand civilians and leveled like a six block radius in this city where supposedly Noriega was hiding. But we killed all of these civilians with this heavy military artillery and presence to go in and get one man. That doesn't make any sense. But then if you look at the right after that, we did the Iraq war. So it was almost like it was a preemptive, you know, hey, let's, you know, we need to test the, our military might. How will we do that? Well, let's go get Manuel Noriega. Let's demonize, demonize him in the media to the public where the public is outraged. And then supposedly uh, they killed like like three Marines or three military people or three American citizens or something in Panama. And then so all of a sudden the American people were all behind the war machine. You know what I mean? Let's go get Emmanuel. Let's go get Manuel Noriega. Let's go take him out. And so, uh, you know, you're USA, USA. And we're bombing these poor civilians into oblivion in Panama just to get one guy to get one little drug kingpin. Trump was the first president in decades that didn't drag us into an effing war. Absolutely. That's there's two. There's three reasons I voted for Trump. Uh, both times. Uh, the, the biggest one is because Ron Paul as well, non-interventionist. They promised us not, they would promise us they would not drag us into another war. We've been in war for 20 years. 9-11 was in 2001. We still have troops in Afghanistan. We still have troops in Iraq. We still, and now we have troops because of Obama. We have troops in Syria. 
uh, Trump is the first president that hasn't put our troops into some other new country that I know of. I mean, I know there's a thing going on between Saudi Arabia and Yemen, and that's just a slaughter. And we're back in Saudi Arabia and Yemen is just this little poor third rate country. You know what I mean? It'd be like a that'd be like Mike Tyson in his prime fighting a junior high boxer. You know what I mean? Uh, And Saudi Arabia is just obliterating Yemen and we're taking Saudi Arabia's side. Uh, You know, it's ridiculous. The Bay of Pigs was another shit show. Yes, sir, Random Nomad. So, uh, you know, that's one. That's the main reason. Back to the three reasons. The number one reason I voted for Trump was the uh, he promised he would be a non-interventionist. And he called out he called out George Bush Jr. about uh, he the Iraq war. I mean, he basically during the campaign looked at Jeb Bush and said, hey, your brother lied us into war. Mic drop. Exactly right. Jeb's Bush didn't know what to say. I mean, he didn't know what to say. he didn't know what to do with himself when Trump told him that. And uh, you know, because politicians just don't you know call people out like that. And and Trump did. Uh, so so that was the number one reason. Non-interventionist. He's completely kept his promise. When that stuff happened in Syria, and they said it was chemical weapons that uh, the uh, Assad government was using against his own people, and that Trump needed to go in there, and we needed to go back in there and take care of it, and we needed to bomb the hell out of them. Trump sent like three bombs over there that hit like a deserted airport that didn't kill anybody, didn't do anything, just to appease people so they would sh- fuck up about it. Uh, and then, you know, and then so the second one was he said he was going to get rid of the uh, the unconstitutional Obamacare mandate, where if you didn't have Obamacare, you didn't pay for Obamacare, they find you, the IRS find you three to six hundred dollars annually that and they added it to your taxes. Obama hired 16,000 new IRS employees to circumvent that and make it happen. Trump got rid of it. He killed it. In 2019, thank God, 20, February of 2019, got rid of it. Uh, it. It all went away. And the third reason I love Trump is just because he 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 just he he doesn't act like a politician because he's not a politician. Uh, he doesn't have this scripted you know cadence that every freaking poli- um just uh, want to let everybody know that uh, America is a great country and I'm the president of the United States. You know he doesn't do that bullshit. He just he just puts it out there like it is. I love that about the guy, and I think a lot of Americans do as well. He just he speaks from the, he speaks off the cuff. Uh, he's not all you know speaking on a freaking teleprompter. Everything he says, when he goes to his rallies, he's speaking to everybody just off the top of his head. He's winging it. No politician in history has done that. Every politician in history, when they're going to go up in front of a crowd, they have to have uh, speech writers write a speech for them, and then they have to have speech write testers to test the speech and play it against the crowd and figure out how it's going to work and make sure he doesn't say anything wrong. Trump doesn't do that. Trump just talk, just says it like it is. All right, guys, let's get back in the room here. Uh, see what you guys are saying. Joe Eldorado says Trump was the first president. Yeah, okay, I read that. Amber Life says, yeah, the whole thing was a, a mess. Panama was, yep, a Bay of Pigs. Yep, uh, percentage of your income actually with that one or the set amount to with the insurance penalty. Yeah, exactly. But I think the maximum was $600. I got fined. I had to pay it. I had to pay it. 
because I had great insurance through Blue Cross and Blue Shield in Obama. Famous last words, uh, everybody will get to keep your uh, insurance that you already have. Uh, that's a guarantee. That's a promise. Nobody's going to lose uh, the health insurance that you already have. Bullshit. Liar. Uh, Mor- uh, Morty, uh, Maury has determined Obama that was a lie. And that's why I hate the guy. I literally despise the guy. Uh, If I saw somebody set him on fire with lighter fluid and I had a water hose, I wouldn't put him out. I hate the guy. Uh, Green Mobster. What's up, buddy? Trump comes back in 2024 and runs for for a third party, completely screws up the two-party elitist. Oh, my God, man. Is that, are you the boss, are you Gig Boss, Green Mobster? You look like Gig Boss. My buddy Gig Boss that used to be in charge of all the, uh, he used to be in charge of all of the bookings and the promotion for, um, God, what club was it? The, uh, there's two of them. Um, uh, there was one in Hollywood. They moved it. Anyway, there's one out in Anaheim. Uh, God, what's it called? Can't think of the name of it. Randy P Facebook. Okay. What's up, Randy? Uh, yeah. So, um, God, what was the name of that club? Can't think of the name of it. It's really popular here. And they're everywhere. Yeah, that would actually be uh, that would be the best uh, Green Mobster or Randy P. That would actually be the best. Is even if Trump doesn't, if he doesn't prevail, uh, but comes back and runs again. That's the other thing that liberals don't understand. Uh, Trump will be eligible to get to run again in twenty twenty four, and he'll he'll be the same age as Biden is now. He's younger than Biden by about three or four years. So in four years, he'll be like Biden's age that Biden is right now. So. Uh, I have a feeling that if he does not prevail, he's going to turn right around and start his uh, campaign immediately. And us, us maggots, uh, we are going to be pushing, pushing, pushing. And we're going to be we're going to be dragging Biden every time Biden stumbles, whatever Biden does. We're going to be dragging Facebook. We're going to be dragging Twitter. We're going to be dragging YouTube. We're going to be dragging all of uh, CNN. We're going to be dragging all of them because the the. That it would actually be better if you actually looked at it in reality. There's, there's, I mean, it could flip either way, but probably uh, it would be better if Trump actually didn't win in 2021 and came back in 2024, because that would give us four years of being able to really drag the Democrats uh, and, and what they are. Because Biden's already said it's going to be a cold, dark winter. Because of the coronavirus, it's going to be a cold, dark winter. We're back into, we need to shut everything down. Uh, We need to close everything down. So they're going to drive the economy right into the ground. Trump's been rah, 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 doing his best to keep everything going and keep people's hopes alive. Let me tell you something. People's unemployment are running. People have been on an unemployment for like six months. Their unemployment is now running out. Their rent, they've been able to circumvent their rent and not pay their rent. But those those uh, stipulations that let them stay in their apartments when they had no job to pay their rent, they're running out. So I don't know if Trump actually wants to be president uh, right now when everything that's going to be coming up probably be, uh, in February of March or next year when the shit really hits the fan. It's going to get crazy, uh, especially if we go back into a cold, dark winter with Biden. 
I mean, the only thing that we can do right now to save everything is we need to get up and everybody needs to go back to work and we need to get things going again. Uh, you know, it was a six week lockdown. Remember, remember it was a six week lockdown for the, you know, to, so we could flatten the curve. Okay. We're, we're nine, 10 months, 10, 11 months into it. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, if we didn't flatten the curve, uh, with all that time we spent locked down, because we stayed here in L.A., we stayed locked down from March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. And October, things started opening up a little bit. They just let kids go back to school here in Orange County. So everything's been locked down here. Now, in Texas, on the other hand, uh, in May, in, in May, everything started opening it back up in Texas. Texas kept their word and said, you know, we got to lock down and flatten the curve. And in May... Uh, they started opening everything back up. Now, granted, there are huge spikes in Texas. I think Texas exploded and are leading right now in coronaviruses uh, cases and positive COVID cases. I think Texas is, is number one. It, but California is not a very distant number two. And California has been locked down this entire time. Texas should have 20 times more cases than California because I just went to Texas. I went to Texas and didn't put, I, I, when I got off the plane in Texas, I took my mask off and I was in Texas and New Mexico for two weeks and I didn't put my mask on one time. Since I've been back in California, mask. I can't leave my office without my mask. Because if I decide to go into any place, and you're supposed to wear them in public, you're not just supposed to wear them in places, you're not supposed to just wear a mask going into a public place, you're supposed to wear a mask when you step outside. There's signs, those road signs that blink, and it says, Orange County, City Ordinance, all masks are mandatory. This is what you people want? You people that are supposed to be anti-fascist, that's as fascist as it gets when the government is dictating to you how many people you can have in your house. Uh, you have to wear a mask. You can't leave the house without a mask. That's as fascist as it gets. And that's what you vote for. You guys are the turkeys that voted for Thanksgiving. You guys, you guys you, the leftists, you are the turkeys that voted for Thanksgiving. You had a president that was not status quo, that was fighting the status quo hand in hand and foot. He was fighting as hard as he could against the establishment. He was not the establishment president. That's why they hated him. That's why the media hates him. That's why everybody hates him. And especially the, the, the big government, the big status quo government hates him. That's why you see Republicans flipping and stabbing him in the back now because they all hate him because he's not part of their little club uh random no says nothing is going to get injected into my arm uh green mobster says i won't be uh taking that vaccine either lord knows what the long-term effects are going to be one guy that interviewed said it felt like he was being stabbed by knife when he got injected yeah i mean uh who knows you know they're rushing these vaccines through so who freaking knows dude uh, my friend Christy Ott says, I'm not taking the vaccine. Either. I'm not taking it either. But the problem is, is, so here's the deal. So this is what some of you guys don't realize. So they are coming up with, uh, I, I I'm hearing this, that they're engineering a card that's, or like an ID and the ID will tell, uh, people if you are vaccinated or if you're not vaccinated, so they don't have to let you into an establishment if you're not vaccinated just like the mask. So if you don't take the vaccine, you go up to, you know, you go up to, uh, you know, Chili's or Olive Garden or something, you know, uh, to, to get something to eat and you get there and they have the little scanner and they go, we need to scan your ID and they scan your ID and they're like, Oh, oh no, you guys weren't vaccinated. You can't, you can't come in here. So, you know, that's something that we're going to be looking at. 
But with, with, with anything like that, with all of this fascism that's actually going on, uh, which they're accusing us of being the fascist, that's the, that's the best one. Uh, with all this fascism that's going on, it's going to push us into a civil war. It really is, unfortunately. If things don't, if things don't calm, well, what is that country going, what is the country going to become? Yeah, exactly. Now, don't take me, don't take that as gospel. I just read that, that that's things that they're looking at to make sure people take the back because they know people are going to refuse this vaccine. So, you know, these, uh, these people like Bill Gates and stuff that are pushing these vaccines, uh, they want to be able to force you into taking these vaccines. And so they're looking at different ways of forcing you into making sure you take the vaccine. Uh, you better believe that because if they make the vaccine, they want vaccine vaccine. They want to make sure you take it. Uh, Random Nomad says they are already doing that somewhere in Africa, and I believe it's sponsored by one of the major credit card companies. Exactly. So that's exactly what I'm talking about. I bet they'll start taking people's kids away if they don't. That too. Yeah. And your kids won't be able to go to school. So, you know, the left is pushing this. They're just pushing and pushing and pushing. And if we get Biden, uh, uh, if we do get Biden, you know, in uh, on Inauguration Day, uh you know, so what, where, where was it? Sarajevo? Don't, don't quote me on this. I could be wrong. You need to look it up for yourself. Cause I'm, I talk off my head a lot from just, you know, stuff I have stored in my head that usually I never use, but it's just stuff I've read over the years. I think it was Sarajevo, but don't, don't quote me on that, but let's say it was Sarajevo, Sarajevo. So Sarajevo, uh, back in the nineties, I believe maybe two thousands, uh, there was a couple of other countries, gosh, or what was it? Or a couple of other states around them, Sarajevo and two other states. God, they used to be in the news all the time. Uh, so these three Muslim, uh, Jew and different ethnic countries, they had lived together in peace for years. And then within an eight month time, something happened. I don't remember what happened there, but people were like, uh, you would have like Jewish people trying to go to their market to get stuff and they were being sniped in the head. And then you'd have Muslim people trying to go to mosque and they would be sniped in the head with within this all happened with eight months. All, uh, all of these people lived in peace for like centuries. And then all of a sudden they had this falling out in the government. And one government started trying to rule the other one. And then all of a sudden you had snipers killing people in the streets on each side. That's where we're headed. Bosnia is one. Yeah, Bosnia, Sarajevo, Bosnia. And there was one that started with a P, it seems like. Uh, not Palestine, but it was, uh, I can't think of the name of it. But they used to be in the news constantly because... Uh, People were just trying to go get milk and bread. Old ladies would be trying to get go get milk and bread, and somebody would shoot them in the head from a you know from a sniper would shoot them in the head from a distance. Um, Random Nomad says that's why I don't support the Microsoft Bill Gates evil. Exactly, that's why a lot of people don't. Oh, you know what I want to say? Welcome, Random Nomad. Uh, we missed you last broadcast, buddy. You and uh, Travman didn't see either one of you guys. I guess uh, you fell asleep, Random Nomad. Didn't catch the last broadcast, but I want to say welcome back, buddy. 
And uh, really quick, we don't have driving home uh, Lamont in the room today. He's probably working on his truck. He's building out a new truck. And I promoted him last uh, broadcast because he, he joined us for the broadcast. And I told him I was going to give him a shout out. Uh, he's not here this time. So the reason I wanted to give him a shout out, guys, is because he's very close to a thousand subscribers on his YouTube channel. And if you get a thousand subscribers, you can apply to YouTube to get your channel monetized where you can get ads to play on your videos and you'll get paid. So I do want, if, if you're into the van life thing, if you're into somebody building out a van that they're going to live in and live as a nomad, go check out Lamont driving home, uh, and give him a follow. If you're into the van life, he's a good, he's a really good guy. The funny thing is, is, is uh, I get I get accused all the time by my leftist black friends about being a racist because I'm a Trump supporter. Lamont's a black guy. He's one of the he's one of the sweetest guys I know. I love that guy, and I, I hung out with him at RTR this year, and uh, uh, with I, with Ambo Life, we all hung out together, and he's just a he's just a good good human being, and I love good people. He's a good person. Uh, Detox D said, hell fell asleep. Oh, he fell asleep. Uh, oh, uh, random nomad says I'm a sub of his. Okay, good guys. But anyway, yeah, we're going to see what happens, but, uh, I just think it's, uh, oh my God, he's here driving home Lamont. I'm usually listening because I'm driving. Okay, Lamont. Good to see you, buddy. Just gave you a shout out. We're trying to get you to a thousand subscribers, buddy, so you can get monetized and start making a little money back from these videos you put so much hard work into, hopefully. Random Nomad says, I work 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. six days a week and can't fall asleep till like 12 or 1 a.m. on work nights and get up at 6 a.m. Yeah, that's hard on you, man. That's hard on you. I get it. I'll be honest with you guys. I've just been just napping. I haven't slept well probably in the last week, week and a half. Joe P says, I, uh, uh, Lamont says, right back at you, Rav. Thanks, Lamont. I appreciate it, brother. Uh, Joe P said something, but you retracted the message. See how you are. Anyway, guys, we're 52 minutes into this, uh, because, uh, that we are, we are now doing this for the, uh, audio only version of the podcast that you can listen to on, uh, if you have the Apple podcast app, if you have the Google play app, if you have Stitcher, the Stitcher radio app, if you have the Podbean app, or if you now have the Spotify app, you can listen to this broadcast. You can listen to the rebroadcast of it on one of your podcast apps. If you don't have time to watch the video, you can listen to, uh, just the, uh, just the uh, audio version. Uh, so we are keeping this very strictly now to right around an hour just for that reason. Uh, and just to let you guys know, uh, I'm pretty heavy on the, po the political stuff. I am going to start toning it down. I was a little angry. Uh, I, I figured that out this morning. I was getting a little angry. I'm going to tone it down because uh, I am starting. I just put a media kit together yesterday and finished it up this morning. And so I've got a media kit that's going to be going out. And I have like two or three good sponsors uh, that might possibly sponsor the podcast. And if I could just get one or two of those sponsors, it could change the whole dynamic of everything. 
So I have one sponsor in mind. I know they sponsor another podcast that's a political podcast that's a lot like mine. So I'm really hoping that they'll uh, they'll throw a sponsorship in behind us. And if they do, I'm going to make a commercial for them and everything and uh, have a really good official sponsor for the podcast. But we'll see what happens. Uh, but uh, I got to be a little bit more PC correct because I don't want to run, you know, I don't want them freaking out, you know, if they decide to watch one of my podcasts and I'm just like railing against, you know, uh, the, the podcast, the sponsor I'm looking at, uh, they, they sponsor a, uh, libertarian that thinks a lot like I do. They, they sponsor a libertarian podcast, a libertarian person that has a podcast that's a lot like mine, but they're based in New York city. So I don't want to get too, uh, get too crazy because I do need some, uh, I really, really, really do need and want some, uh, some corporate sponsorship money. Uh, so Christy, uh, I was hoping to get to Texas dear for Thanksgiving, but it's not looking, it's not looking good, but I am hoping to, I am still hoping to, uh, get moved out of California and back to LA. I mean, back to Texas, uh, by somewhere around the first of the year. Uh, but I still got to get my other, uh, motorhome sold. So that's what I'm working on is getting my other motorhome sold and then uh, saving up enough money to pack everything up and head South. So keep that, keep that room ready for me, Christy. I mean, that, that is actually my plans, but I've got to get this other motorhome sold to be able to finance uh, picking everything up and getting everything moved back to uh, Texas. I've already talked to my brother about it. My brother, I'm going to pay him to drive out here with one of his stock trailers. He's got like a 32, he's got a 24 foot stock trailer and then he's got a 33 foot stock trailer. And I think we could get everything of mine in, in my truck and then his 34 foot stock trailer and head towards Texas. I am going to miss my little office here, but uh, I'm just so over California. I'm so over this mass Nazi bullet BS and uh, ready to get the hell out of here. Uh, Random Nomad says, wish I had the funds, I'd buy it. It's for sale, buddy. If you know anybody that's looking for a really nice camper, it's for sale. Uh, but I think I'm done with the mobile life for now. A bit harder to do with an animal. Yep, totally understand that, Random Nomad. Absolutely get it. So anyway, we will see. Uh, we're going to see what happens. It's going to be interesting to uh, see. So I'm still, uh, I still have, I think, two days uh, that I'm banned on Facebook. I'm still in Facebook jail. So if you've been wondering where I am on Facebook. I'm in Facebook jail. I can't post anything on Facebook or say anything. I can watch Facebook. It says your account is still restricted for two days. So I'm still uh, banned on Facebook. Uh, and when I get unbanned, I will be just posting stuff there, but I'm not going to be interacting. I'm not going to be interacting too much on Facebook anymore. I'm pretty much done with that. I, I say that we'll see, uh, but I am uh, trying to get I'm trying to move all of my stuff over to Parler and actually, you know, because uh, Facebook just, uh, you know, they don't hold any of our same values. Uh, I'm starting to look at them like the enemy. 
it was weird. I was just out uh, getting something to eat and I'm sitting in this restaurant and I'm looking around and I'm thinking, I bet you they're liberals. That guy looks like a conservative. He looks conservative. I'm actually sizing people up now. It's like, uh, I'm going to have to put out a, I'm going to have to put out a podcast that's labeled uh, living with the enemy. Cause it's like, I'm, you know, it's like everybody here is mostly, uh, leftist. It feels like. Uh, told my grandma about Parlor and a few other people. Joe P, I do have a channel, Traveling with JRP. Well, check out Joe P's channel, everybody. I didn't know Joe. It seems like I remember that. Check out Joe P's channel, guys, Traveling with JRP. Uh, Random Nomad says she's a part of MAGA, a big Trump supporter. Cool. Uh, Brooklyn, English Bulldog. Good to see you, Eve. Nope, that's what I was just talking about. I have to... Excuse me, I have to sell Bertha so I can uh, hit the road back to Texas. But no, I still have Bertha. She's parked right out here. If you know anybody that's looking for a really cool uh, old vintage RV, send them my way. I'll even give you a kickback. I'll give you a couple hundred dollar kickback if you can find a buyer for it. More than likely, I'm going to put it on eBay here in a, in a few days. All right, guys, we're at 58 minutes. Uh, got a couple of minutes left. I want to thank everybody for uh, coming into the room. Christy Otts, Joel P., Joe Eldorado, uh, Brooklyn Eve, uh, English Bulldog, my buddy Driving Home, Lamont. Check out his YouTube channel, Detox D. Uh, who am I missing? Green Mobster, Random Nomad. Uh, C. Gillian. Hey, I think I missed you, C. Ambo Life. Thank you, guys. Even my Trump haters. I still love you guys, too. Uh, Joe Eldorado. I think I said Joe. I think I've thanked everybody. Oh, Matilda. Good to see you, Matilda. Didn't see you pitching in much after, but I've seen you at the beginning of the broadcast. Yeah. Anyway, I want to uh, thank you guys so much for joining me here for a, another episode of the American Nomad Podcast. Uh, again, if you uh, want to listen to the rebroadcast, you can find it uh, on the audio version in one of the podcast apps. Uh, the Apple Podcast app, the Stitcher Radio, or now even Spotify. Uh, Joel P says, first time I've been on for a whole live feed. Well, thanks, Joel P. I'm glad you could stick with us, buddy. Everybody be sure to take, check out Joel P's, uh, 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 his, uh, YouTube channel. Uh, oh, you just got a drone, Joel P? Oh, good for you, man. That's awesome. I've got a drone. I haven't flown it in months. I got to find it and see if I can charge the batteries up and fly it around and take some video. I haven't used it in so long. I don't even remember where it's at. It's at. That's sad, right? I haven't used this before I moved into my office here. Good night, Lamont. Good night, everyone. That's going to be an hour. That's going to do it for this broadcast of the American Nomad. Uh, hope to see you guys here back Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And until then. Thank you for listening to the American Nomad podcast. Until next time, keep looking up because that's where it all is. You guys have a safe and beautiful weekend.